eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everybody. This is A.A. Ron Sutton, your favorite middle-aged white guy that cannot not fall asleep while watching any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Tonight, I have on my dad, my non-biological dad, the man, the myth, the leader of the Finsider. We have Kevin Nogle joining us tonight. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk this Kiko on the roster bubble. We're going to talk to O-Line. We're going to talk roster cuts when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. I have Kevin Nogle, the managing editor of the Finsider, the man that brought me and House and Kanata on board. I don't know what his critical thinking skills were like at that moment in time. But here we are. Kevin, thanks for spending some time with me tonight. Absolutely, and it was probably lots and lots of beer at that point. I would imagine that was one of your nights where you're at the bar, you're about 13, 14, <laughs> Coors Lights in, waiting for that Coors song Light. to come on I the jukebox. You're like, come on, man, I thought I played it like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to get to something uh, really quick before we launch into some more uh, wordy discussions, but I just came across this while I was uh, flipping through Twitter. And for all I know, this came out like five days ago and I just wasn't paying attention. But I just saw something from Roto World suggesting that Kiko Alonso might be on the roster bubble. Uh, a, do you see truth behind that? And B, do you think it is because the emergence of uh, Sam McGuavin? I don't 
think it is. I mean, I understand why, because he has been playing deeper on the depth chart than we expected. And Sam is playing really well. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He's probably the starting linebacker next to Jerome Baker at this point. So I, I don't think that Kiko's really in trouble, but I think that he should be or he could be somebody that you're looking at is, hey, we have to find a roster spot. So I don't think so. I think that I, I, I think Kiko brings something to the team mm-hmm. that they still need, because I think that as much as fans really get frustrated with Kiko, I think it's Adam Gates and Matt Burke used him wrong. He just he's he's much better playing downhill go stop the run yes yes so i think i think that when you need a run stopping linebacker he's going to be the guy i've always just kind of described kiko as a puppy um he's just a lovable meathead he's the guy that he sees something in front of him and he can go chase it down if stuff's going on behind him it's a little bit more cause for concern uh so i agree with your read there it just you know, it, it's hard to say how this, I'm going to call it a front six, is going to shake out. And you think that there's going to be some need for some run-stuffing linebackers in that mixture of people who are going to be playing in the front six. Uh, so it remains to be seen. We haven't seen uh, much of Kiko yet to this point. So um, more to come on that. Right. And I think, you also, yeah. I think you also have everybody is up in arms that, Charles Harris is still a weakness against the run. Well, you pair him with Kiko covering for that, and you probably have something there that works. But yeah, I think your front six, I think that, I think the other thing that hurts Kiko is, I think this team is going to be in nickel, is going to be in sub packages so much, and he's the third linebacker. So I think that you're going to see him off the field because you're going to have Rashad Jones, TJ McDonald, Minka Fitzpatrick, Bobby McCain, and X all on the field at the same time for the majority of the plays. Right. So it remains to be seen how these snaps are going to work out. We expect a mixed look from this defense. So let's see if that's actually what comes to fruition. So let's go ahead and skip to the other side of the ball and let's talk quarterback. Now I know me and you, we, we could get going for a while about this. So I'm going to try to kind of narrow this down for us. So Kevin, dad, in your opinion, (laughs) in your opinion, who benefits the most? Uh, So let's start with uh, scenario. A is Ryan Fitzpatrick's starting quarterback and scenario B is Josh Rosen's starting starting quarterback who benefits the most receiver wise. Well, let, let's not limit it to wide receiver. Let's say any anybody on offense. Who benefits the most from Ryan Fitzpatrick starting at quarterback? And then which members of the offense benefit the most? Josh Rosen starting at quarterback. That's a really good question. Um, I think for Josh, I think it's, it's going to be uh, Williams just because we've already seen that chemistry. I think that he doesn't, he probably doesn't have that with Fitzpatrick like, like he does with Rosen. So I think that's probably the best answer um, without him, because I don't think I know that he's had a great game. He's had a great practice, but I mean, I just, I still look at him like 
the guy that we always hear about. He's um, mm-hmm. Legadu Nani. He's he's that guy that <laughs> he jumps out. Now I don't think he's going to disappear like that, but he jumps <laughs> out early and then he falls back a little bit. He still ends up being that fourth, fifth, sixth wide receiver, but he's not going to be the breakout star this year. So of the guys that you're going to see regularly, um, Parker, it might be Parker with Fitzpatrick just because he's such Mm -hmm, a, I'm just going to throw the ball up there and you go get Mm -hmm, it. And mm -hmm. if Parker can stay healthy, that fits him. Um, Mm -hmm. Rosen seems more like a guy who is going to be deep middle of the field is where his strength is. And I think in that case, you're looking Kenny Stills or Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. I also think just from the rapport that he showed with tight ends in college, I think, yeah. you know, Rosen starting probably puts Mike Jasicki at the best possible position for him. Um, yeah, I didn't with, even think with, about the tight ends. So, yeah. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick is more, from what I've seen, more of a boundary, like you said, kind of a YOLO type of thrower. He's going to have some exciting moments, and I'm sure some head-scratching moments. But I I like your read there. If Devontae can stay healthy, I think that's a possibility. And then Kenny, I think he's another one that could click uh, with Ryan. So let's now kind of look at this from the coaching staff's perspective and what I was kind of curious about with this whole development that I haven't heard talked much about. I was hoping you'd spitball this out with me, Kevin. It seems to me that Fitzpatrick was a predetermined choice uh, to be the starting quarterback in game three, just because of how quickly we heard about it after game two. So it's not like they had enough time to sit there and digest everything that they saw on the tape game two and immediately at the press conference after game two we hear that ryan fitzpatrick is i i think the term was likely going to be uh the starting quarterback so i guess there was a little wiggle room but it seems for all intents and purposes that they predetermined to go fits game three why do that unless it's just window dressing that really is just for something for the fans to talk about. And in reality, we're going to see the quarterbacks play a near equal amount, if not airing on the side of Rosen even. Yeah. I think that you're probably onto something there. Uh, it, the way I see this playing out in my head, as I try to, and I know that we've talked about it a little bit. Um, I think you were in the conversation. I know like Matt Infante was in it. Um, Kanata was in it, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that, I think that what what probably makes the most sense is the starters are going to play the first half, probably into the third quarter. Give Fitzpatrick the first quarter. Give Rosen the second quarter and that little bit into the third quarter. Don't mm-hmm. do don't do a series then a series because hey, Williams drops two passes and. Uh, let's say Gaskin is in at running back for whatever reason, and he gets stuffed at the behind the line of scrimmage. So now all of a sudden you have a three and out and that counts as one of the quarterback series. So you're not getting a rhythm. You're not getting a feel for him. So I think a quarter and a quarter makes sense. I think you're right. I think it was predetermined that they were going to go Fitzpatrick game one, leave it up in the air for game two, eventually give it to Rosen, go back to Fitzpatrick for game three 
and then decide who the starter is because the starter's not going to play much of game four, no matter what. Right. So I think that if there were four, if there were four quarterbacks on the roster, I think you could probably just say, you know what? Neither one of them is going to play in game four. But I think that you go, like, like I said, I think, I think that's the only way it makes sense. And if you want to know if Rosen's going to be your guy, you're going to have to see him with at least the majority of the starting lineup. Um, I think guys like Laramie Tunsil are going to get pulled no matter what. I don't mm-hmm. think they play the first, the whole first half mm-hmm. just because you lose Tunsil. That's such a big hole in the offensive line now. Cause we've seen Jordan Mills isn't ready to be a left tackle. Um, you just, I, I yeah, think that's so, the way yeah Kevin. So let's, let's have that parallel conversation because, you know, I think naturally when we talk about the quarterback position, we have to consider what's going on in the offensive line. So, you know, at least in game two, I saw the offensive line start to break down around like the nine minute mark in the second quarter. That's where I really noticed it start to decline to a pretty embarrassing level. If that same script holds true. So if the, you know, the offensive linemen are playing roughly the same snaps in game three, are we sure we want to put Rosen behind that another minute and a half? I mean, I guess yeah. when you look at it from a risk standpoint, could you make the argument that we have it backwards, even if we intend on starting Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback? Because we could, you know, withstand a Ryan Fitzpatrick ACL injury or, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, I don't want any player to get injured, but the man's what, 36 years old, Josh Rosen, where, you know, he's possibly our future. So, um, walk me through that. Do you think that makes sense from a a, a risk aversion standpoint? I I mean, I can see it. I can understand what you're saying and, and maybe there is some validity to it. Um, I would think that four-fifths of the offensive line is going to be in there the whole time. I think that just off the – Brian Flores definitely likes um, conditioning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is your chance to get them some good, long, game-style conditioning. In South Florida, True. yeah, it's night, but it's still going to be muggy. It's still going to be miserable. So I think that you're going to have that ability – the only one I'm pulling out is Tunsil just because I want to protect him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you know what? I think Dieter and Calhoun, they need the time. They need the snaps. They need the reps. I mean, Dieter played really well. I, I, I know that mm-hmm. um, PFF put it out too, but I don't think people realize how well he played in this last game. Um, Calhoun needs mm-hmm. time. I mean, he's going to make rookie mistakes. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is getting that right tackle next to him, whoever it's going to end up being, mm-hmm. whether it is Davis, which seems to make the most sense, but I, I am not sold on that yet either. So whoever that is, those two need to play. And then if you're going to have that young guy, you need really the center to be in there too. And if you're trying to determine your starting quarterback, you need your starting center so that they're both getting the snaps from him. So I right, think that right. – I think that all four of those players have to stay in the game. And then, yeah, it would be nice for Dieter to have Tunsil next to him for all those snaps. But mm-hmm. 
like I said, that that's a lot of money for a position right. that you can't afford to lose, especially when it's somebody that you're probably going to end up re-signing fairly quickly. Let's kind of stay on that topic. Is there anybody else other than Laramie Tunsil that you would consider pulling pretty damn early? Um, I'd probably, well, uh, I, I'd pull Kalen if Drake's injury is serious. Yeah, which they're if, not going to tell they, us, but yeah. Right, but if if Kalen or if uh, Kenyon Drake's injury is serious that it's going to last into the season, I would definitely pull him early yeah. so that way you're saving your what's going to be your starting running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really would like to see Rosen get a chance with Stills, but I might pull Stills too just because he's going to be your number one guy, I think. Um, if, if Parker were to get injured, you'd have Williams that could be that big body guy, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Kenny just, he's such a crisp route runner and he's such a speed guy that maybe Albert Wilson could fill in that way, but stills just, he seems a step ahead of everybody else. So those are probably the three guys I would consider just pulling early just to make sure that you have those top three guys. Gotcha. Xavier, did you mention him? Oh, on defense, yeah. If, if we're going over to defense, yeah. I'm pulling I'm pulling X. I'm probably – they've been playing Minka a lot, and I get it because they're playing him in lots of different ways. Um, I, I haven't gone back to watch all of his 48, I believe it was, snaps. Is that right? I think that sounds right. Yeah, um, somewhere in there. From, from this last game, but I know I saw him – in coverage, I saw him deep as a safety, and I saw him up as a linebacker, both against the run and uh, picking up running back or tight end in coverage. Mm-hmm. So they're using him. So I, I get why they're keeping him in there, but he's somebody I would consider pulling too. Um, Christian Wilkins, I'd leave in just so that he gets more reps, um, gets used to the speed of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker probably has to come out early because – the guys just become a beast and yeah. <laughs> why why risk it um and then i don't think rashad or tj mcdonald are playing again so i think it's bobby and probably minka in the backseat or in the secondary so i i mean like i said minka i understand why they're playing him i'd look at pulling him but so yeah probably x jerome um Charles Harris probably needs the experience, but I'd also be looking at maybe getting him out early just because if that is your pass rush, why <laughs> risk it? Yeah. yeah. It looks like that might be a, a tough thing for us to, to figure out, but we're probably going to have to do it creatively yeah, by design. It's, um, it's going to be blitzes. It's going to be, I think it's going to be move Harris around, have him stand up, have him hand in the dirt all kinds of places and then have him drop back like a linebacker and have Baker come on the blitz on the other side. I think yeah, you're going to see things like yeah. that. Yeah. I think they're going to use Jerome pretty creatively this year. And then so, we haven't really seen, and I think that this is still to come, but um, uh, Van Ginkle, I think is how you say yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's, he's somebody that I think will become a pass rusher. I think he is a, outside linebacker, pass line, uh, rush linebacker type. Um, I think he has the skills to be a coverage guy a little bit, 
but I think that you're going to see him become a blitzer. So it could just be they're not showing the blitzes right now, or it could just be he needs a little more time to develop. But I think that's a guy to watch. Yeah, I, I think we'll see some pretty nuanced blitzes that we were not used to seeing under some of the previous defensive coordinators. <laughs> <Back Yep. Burke. laughs> anyway. And at some point, Nate Orchard gets a real number and stops being number four. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think he could get some reps as well. Anyway, Kevin. I love, I love seeing the blitz of number four or the rush of number four. <laughs> Everybody, stop what you're doing and follow this man. We know you're already following the Finsider. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> you need to follow this man's personal account. It's at Kevin Nogle. It's that simple. He's got like 116 followers already. He's doing pretty well. Go ahead and stop what you're doing. Give him that follow. It's Managing all three days old. Insider, and he is our non-biological dads, and we love him very much. Kevin, I got one more question for you before I let you yep. off the hook tonight. So I think it it's pretty reasonable that the Dolphins are going to be interested in cuts that come here in a couple of weeks which position groups let's just go ahead and assume that offensive line that we are going to be mining for gold on that front are there some other positions that you think the dolphins will be targeting once those roster cuts do happen i think it's all about the line of scrimmage i think that you're going to see obviously the offensive line like you said and then i think you're looking is there a guy that has at least some experience as a pass rusher? Who's that surprise um, veteran that, for whatever reason, got cut, whether it's he's a little bit older now or is it he uh, a younger player just stood out? So there's going to be some surprise pass rusher. You've got to look there. Um, I still think defensive tackle is in play, although I really like the group that the Dolphins have between mm-hmm. – Wilkins, Gotcha, Taylor, um, Spence. I, I, I like the group. So I think that they, they could look that way, but I still think that you're looking there. And then it also goes back to, hey, if Drake is going to be injured for a little bit longer, are you looking for a running back? I thought or think somebody that's floating out there, nobody talks about him because of his knee injury. Jai is still a free agent. And if for whatever reason, maybe his knee just isn't healed yet, but especially if you get to week one where you pass week one, so the contract isn't fully guaranteed anymore. He's somebody that if Drake is going to be out for a while, I, why would you not bring him in and take a look? You kind of just blew my mind with that. Jay and Jai <laughs> back in aqua and orange. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> so the Dolphins the coaching are... staff changed. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. I mean, you would think that there's no, like, political reasons that he wouldn't be able to join the fold. And, you know, who cares what the fans think? We uh, talk out of our butt most of the time anyway. So, <laughs> you know, the team's going to do what, whatever they think is right. And if they think Jay Ajayi coming back's right, go for it. The Dolphins are going to gear up for their dress rehearsal this Thursday. Kevin, you can be watching it at home. You can be watching it at the bar. What are you going to be up to? I am going to be figuring out wherever Fox is on because DirecTV doesn't have Fox where I am right now because of a contract dispute. So Don't I'm you love be, it? 
I'm going to be finding somewhere <laughs> that doesn't have DirecTV so I can get Fox because it is a nationally televised game. Oh, I'm glad that I don't have DirecTV or cable anymore. I, just, <laughs> I, I take the straight bootleg approach to watch Dolphins games, basically. <laughs> but, Kevin, thank you for joining me tonight. And, uh, you know, everybody stay tuned for the flagship show. We are going to record right after the preseason game on Thursday and bring you all the news that you need to gather from that game. For this episode of Finsider Daily, everybody follow Kevin Nogle's personal account, at Kevin Nogle. Thanks for listening tonight. We'll see y'all later. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the.